Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Boundless Gamers podcast. My name is Indy, and this is our 50th episode. So happy you guys could join us. And joining me tonight is Mike. Mike, how are you doing tonight? Good, sir. Doing good, doing good. I'm surprised you didn't give me any crazy name or Sasquatch, none of that. I didn't prep anything at the very beginning, and instead of just doing a retake, it's like, you know what, fuck it, let's just roll with it. Uh, we have very little planned as far as things to talk about, we just know exactly what the broader topic is going to be, which is Nintendo. Good things and bad things. Um, I'll be very curious to see where this goes. But before we get started, Mike, is there anything that you would like to say to the crowd before we get going? Any interesting games you're playing or anything like that? Yeah, there is an interesting game, but before I get to that, I just want to tell everybody that we're recording this on July 3rd, and it's a couple yes. hours before midnight, and there's already some fireworks going off in the background, so I'm going to do my best in the editing department to try to clean all that up, but if you hear it a little here and a little there, and it's kind of faint in the background, I'm sorry, I tried my best. You're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah, and you're going to hear a lot from my end, because in Paulding County, Georgia, um, they are very, very lack on noise ordinance. So you will hear dogs barking, you will hear fireworks <laughs> going off, and you'll probably hear lo-fi going trying to keep my dogs quiet. So bear with us throughout this episode. It's a celebration episode. I mean, it's the 50th episode. I mean, everybody outside celebrating it, apparently. Not I mean, shit, that's what I'm celebrating. Uh, but yes, uh, as for games, uh, yeah, I, I did finish the delicious last course expansion for Cuphead. What are your thoughts? It's very, very good. I really enjoyed it. And here's the great thing about it. It's only $7.99. They're not charging 15 20 no. So you're going to get another four to six hour experience for just eight bucks. Okay, so now they were advertising it to be almost as much content to be its own standalone game. Is that uh, the case? I guess it depends on how good you are at Cuphead, because some people can probably gotcha. blow through it really quickly, like three to four hours maybe, but I'd say on the high end, six-ish, maybe even more okay. if you're having a hard time defeating the bosses. So you're going to get your money's worth. Gotcha. But you got a brand new map. You, uh, you got at least seven, I think, new bosses. One of them is hidden. You have to go find it and do some weird oh, interesting. puzzle memory thing. And then you trigger this little teleport area and then you go up and fight them. Uh, but other than that, I really love the new character, uh, Chalice. I really like her moveset. She has this ability where when she rolls, she doesn't take any damage at all. So if you time huh. your rolls just right, you can avoid pretty much any of the ground attacks. Uh, yeah, really cool. I'm not going to go into the bosses or any of that. I really just want you guys to experience all that yourselves. Definitely check it out. Support the DLC. I, I was expecting it to be 15 and I was just shocked that it was only $7.99. I, I still can't believe that. I myself have also been going through a new game. I played it on stream last week. It's called Darkwood. Top-down survival horror game. Won't go into it too much. Um, but if you like a creepy atmosphere, if you like for most of the horror to kind of come through your headphones, go check it out. Night's terrifying. There's a huge mystery to uncover. I recommend it. 
But um, we brought back the what's we're playing section just kind of randomly because why not? Now we're going to dive into Nintendo. Mm. So I'll tell you what, let's start with something positive. Everybody has played a Nintendo game, or not everybody, but I mean, everybody at some point has had an interaction with something from Nintendo. Right. Um, there's one thing they do right, and that is cater to a family audience. Like a lot of their games, they're really good for that. They have some of the best platforming in any game that you could ever find in the Mario franchise. Um, so we'll just do this. Uh, Mike, what is your favorite franchise from Nintendo's catalog? Oh, come on. It's Mario. Come on. Well, I know that, but not everybody knows that. But I'm always talking about Mario on the show. Well, if the regular listeners remember me talking about Nintendo, because we don't really talk about Nintendo that much on the show. But when I do mention it, it's either the Mario games or I Google Gaga over Donkey Kong Country. Specifically, <laughs> Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Kong's Quest is one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, but yeah, absolutely love Mario games. The 3D ones, the 2D side scrollers. I can't get enough of them. If they announce a new one, I'm going to be there day one. Because the Switch is basically my Mario machine at this point. Yeah. Um, you know, I have a quick question for you. Uh, when the Switch yeah. got announced and you saw the reveal trailer, what was your first reaction towards that? Like, what was going through your mind? I actually remember exactly what I was thinking. Um... I remember seeing it, and my initial thought was, okay, so we're doubling down on the Wii U by doing this. Um, but once they started like taking the controllers off, and they kind of expanded on it, I saw a lot more potential. And it wasn't so much they doubled down on the Wii U, just so much as you could tell the Wii U was a prototype for the Switch, is what it more so seemed like. A failed one, but yes, I agree with you. I also, I mean... I rolled my eyes a bit too, because like I mean, I'm I hate it whenever Nintendo releases a new console that they're that you have to get the new version to play their games on, mm. because they never do anything that's like jaw dropping as far as hardware goes. So it's always just kind of aggravating that I'm having to drop another three hundred dollars on a console that I'm probably gonna have to deal with scalpers for the first year again just so I can play the new Zelda or Smash or something like that. Because unlike Microsoft or Sony, their games that they release with their new hardware typically is a game you want to play. It's not going to be like Killzone Shadowfall or something like that, where it's like, who gives a fuck about that game? No, it'll be like Mario Odyssey or Breath of the Wild or something among those lines. And you just pray that it's on the console you already have, because if it's not, well, now you have to go and hunt for it. But I will say, um, now that a few years have passed and I have my own Switch, I would go on record saying the Switch is my favorite Nintendo console they've ever released. Yeah, I guess. No, no, I guess you're right. Like, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking back on the Super Nintendo, the GameCube, the N64, which I'm not a big fan of sure some of you know that already. Yeah, I, I think the overall package, what you're getting, the value, the hardware. Yeah, it, it's 
definitely their best console they've ever put out. And I know that's going to piss off some of the Super Nintendo guys. I'm a big Super Nintendo guy. But let's be real. Hardware-wise, the Switch is better. I know the Super Nintendo has a really good library, but what the device can do and how portable it is and giving you that console experience on the go. And I know we've had things Mm -hmm. like that in the past. We've had the Vita. We've had other Nintendo handhelds. But this is the very first Nintendo uh, hybrid system where we can have those kind of games on the go. Now, it's kind of scaled back now because the Switch is five years old and we're starting to see its limitations. There's an old graphics card in there. It was old when they launched it. Like, it was one that's been around for, I think, like a year or two before 2017. And now it's really starting to show its age. And now the third-party games are really suffering on the uh, Switch. And I think it's getting to that point where they either need to put out a Switch Pro or just do a next-gen console because it's getting bad on there. I think what you're probably going to see is uh, you're going to see something like a Switch Pro. But just like with the 3DS, the 3DS had a huge life cycle. Then they released the 2DS, which was... It, we're gonna, I tell you what, we're going to do a direct comparison between the, the Switch and the 3DS. 3DS comes out, it's great, has a huge line, and then they release a light version, which is a 2DS, or in our case, for the Switch, we have a Switch Lite. Then they release the 3DS XL. The 3DS XL um, had games that the regular 3DS could not play. You had to get the new 3DS that could play, although the new 3DS could play the entire back catalog, you had to buy the new 3DS, and it was still called a 3DS. I think you're going to see something very similar with the Switch Pro. Um, you'll see stuff like Breath of the Wild 2 or Starfield coming out on the Switch Pro, but you won't see it on the regular Switch. And there's going to be a bit of a disconnect because those that aren't super into gaming would look at that and be like, well, what's the difference between the two? Can I not just play these games on this system? And it's it's one of the things I don't like about Nintendo. It's like, if you're going to release a new console that has exclusives, you need to call it something other than just Switch Pro. Because Switch Pro is more so, it, it when it comes to mind, it seems more like what the OLED Switch is versus a whole new system. I think they'll just jump to Switch 2 whenever they get around to it. I don't know if they'll do another one of these. The thing I worry about is, is how powerful is it going to be? Because Nintendo just seems to always be behind the ball with that. Now, I understand they're, oh, yeah. they're never 100% focused on power, and I know that's not what everything's all about. But if you want to keep up with the third-party modern games, you have to put more power into that thing. And I think like devices like the Steam Deck and these PC handhelds are really showing how weak the Switch console really is. Well, the Switch didn't have to be anything special. It was the only one that was doing what it did when it came out. The The Steam Deck is the first thing that's actually going to push it a bit. I just start. my mind started going straight to the negative stuff immediately. Well, it's not really, it's not negative, but it's just things on the Nintendo mean. Switch yeah. that really needs to be addressed. And they haven't addressed any of it in five years. Like the online infrastructure is still crap on this thing. Now, what I'm on, I'm on my Switch Lite right now. I'm looking at the dashboard. 
I love the dashboard of this thing. I like how simplistic it is. You just oh, got yeah. you got the boxes on the top for the games, and at the bottom you got a couple little um, icons just for like settings and stuff like that. Pretty straightforward, very basic. It kind of reminds me of the PlayStation Four dashboard, not exactly, but it has that same idea where you have a yeah. row of boxes, and then you just have a couple settings um on the top well for playstation it would be on the top instead of nintendo's at the bottom very yep. similar and then you just go straight to the library all the way to the right and then it shows all the games i like that about it it's not like microsoft's dashboard where there's just shit everywhere and you have to just figure out where everything is and to this day i'm still learning where things are on the xbox dashboard that's how messy everything is there once you go into the store the eShop. Then you really start to see problems like it's buggy. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't advertise the sales well. Like, uh, you know how on PlayStation and Xbox you'll have. Here's this sale. Here's that sale. Here's this sale. Here's yeah. that sale. They'll have them all separate. They'll have separate areas for every single sale on here. They just kind of throw it all on one page and you have to look at yep. a page of like 2000 games that are on sale and how it's randomly generated on the page. is just ridiculous. Mm hmm. If there's a specific game I want to look for on there, and I know it's in the sale, I just have to just go to the search bar because I can't find it because it's just buried like underneath there somewhere. Probably like number 170. And honestly, that wouldn't be too bad if it had something like what Steam has where you can build a wish list. Like if I have a certain amount of games that I know I'm going to want at some point, but I'm not willing to pull the trigger on it right now. Let me build a wish list and then just send me an email or something saying, hey, the game you're looking for, it's on sale right now. That's one of the, my favorite things about Steam. They do have a wish list. I'm not sure if they send you emails, though. That I'm not sure about. Do you have access to your wish list at any point? Yes, it's it's on the... Um, uh, if I'm going to the story now. I believe it's when you hit the profile picture. Uh, and then it has your wish list underneath there. It's kind of buried, but it, it's it's in there somewhere. All right, the eShop's actually giving me problems right now. This is the time you're going to have maintenance or something, eShop? Yeah, I'm I'm logged into my Switch right now, too. I'm going into the eShop. All right, so let's see. Okay, yeah, it's under profile, and then there's wish list. Okay, so I stand corrected on that, but this does bring me back to, like you said, it's hard to... It's not immediately go into some of the negatives, but this is one of them, and this is kind of it, it's a strength and a flaw for Nintendo at the same time. They will not make anything intuitive or nope. easy on you because nope. they know you don't have any other choice than to go to them for their games. They are the strictest on their copyrights. Mm -hmm. They will not allow you to emulate anything, even if it's a game they're not even making money on. If you can improve upon it, they will not allow it to happen, which is why we're seeing less and less Melee tournaments because more and more people are having to run emulators to play online or play remote. Like when COVID, they shut down one of the more popular tournaments because they would not allow people to play that game online. And they, there's just no incentive for them to be competitive when it comes to their menus because they know if you want to play Mario, Zelda, Pokemon, anything like that, you're going to have to just deal with their bullshit. And you know what really pisses me off about the uh, eShop, Indy? I know we've talked about this before, but I don't think I've ever mentioned it. 
on the show. Huh. And that's the Nintendo tax for these games. Yeah. For those listeners who might not know what that means, it's just that if it's on the Nintendo eShop, like let's say a third-party game like Skyrim, it's $60 on there because it's the Nintendo version. If you want to get yeah. it somewhere else like Steam or PlayStation or whatever, you probably can pick it up for 10 20 bucks. But since you're playing it on a Nintendo device, you're going to have to cough up a lot more money. And that's just how it is on here with a lot of the third-party games. And, of course, the first-party games rarely go on sale. They are on sale now, though. I will give them that. Unless you're an indie developer, in which case they're, like, you know, your best friend. That's something they're going to be lagging behind on very soon because a lot of these PC handhelds, especially the Steam Deck, because that's the most affordable one, the indie games are going to run and look way better on that thing. Oh, absolutely. The versions we're getting on the Switch is just a watered-down version and may have some resolution issues and stuff like that. And another thing you got to keep in mind is Steam gets a lot of these indie games way, way before Nintendo gets it. They'll be on Steam for like 9, 12 months before they're ported over onto anything. Uh, I I was listening to a couple different uh, YouTubers recently. I believe one of them was the Kind of Funny team. I think either Greg or Blessing mentioned this. But since they got the Steam Deck, I think it was Blessing, he doesn't touch his Switch anymore for the indie games. Because that was a big reason he had the Switch. Because, you know, you get to play all the indie games on a handheld console. But now having the Steam Deck, now you're having a device that can play them way better and you can get them earlier. Yeah. Even with my Switch, I mean, like, I, um, even though I have it on Game Pass, right? Rather, I have access to it on Game Pass. I also bought Shredder's Revenge on my Switch for two reasons. Um, one, they did such a phenomenal job on that game. I wanted to support the developer. So I was like, I'm going to buy this game regardless. Um, so I kicked them $20 for the game. Um, and Shredder's Revenge, honestly, to me, just screams, it's a handheld. It's one of those games, like, if I'm going to go to, Let's say I have to go to the doctor's office, and I know I'm going to be there, like, all day. I will take my Switch, and I will play Shredder's Revenge. Like, it's just, it's the ideal game for that. But I also have um, Darkwood, the game I was talking about. I have it on my Switch, and it is occurring to me that the Switch is honestly a great system for indie games. But, if I were to have a Steam Deck, the Switch would strictly become... Uh, my Nintendo system. And what I mean by that is it is strictly for my Nintendo first party. I have no incentive to play anything else on my Switch at that point. Mm-hmm. Right now, there are three games that I am currently playing on my Switch. It is Darkwood, and then I am playing Fortnite and Fall Guys with Ash in the living room because she'll be playing on the TV, and I'll be playing on my Switch, and we'll be playing together so we can be in the same room when we're playing. But that's it. Yeah. I wasn't joking when I said it's my Mario machine. Yeah. I, I pick it up for the first parties now. I, I might download Fall Guys on here, because I'm curious how that runs. It runs really well. Um, Just like Fortnite, it's it's a scaled-down resolution. Um, Textures aren't as great, but it's scaled down enough to where it runs smoothly. I mean, you're still having to go through the Nintendo network, so <laughs> you may experience some rubber banding here and there. Um depending on how good your network is. It's few and far in between for me, 
but it is there. And I know it's not a result of my network because I have fiber and I have a very good connection pretty much throughout my house because I have the Google nesting system where it just pings throughout the house. So when that happens, I know what's going on. Um, now, <laughs> you called it your Mario machine, which is going to bring me to where this whole topic came from and why it even got suggested in the first place. Recently, it uh, another rumor about Metroid Prime coming to Switch has resurfaced, and this is such a dead horse, I don't know why we continue to beat it, but there's a new development to it. And this set me off so bad to the point where I texted Mike. I was like, next show needs to be Let's Talk Nintendo because this pisses me the fuck off. Rumor is we're getting Metroid Prime remastered this holiday. And Metroid Primes 2 and 3 are nearly done or are done. Here's why this makes me so fucking mad. Because more than likely, what you are going to see, given Nintendo's track record is we are not going to get 2 and 3 bundled like a Metroid Prime bundle remaster thing. More than likely, what we are going to get is a shitty port over to the Switch with slightly up-resed fidelity. Like, you probably won't see any change in the textures. It'll just be sharper. And they're going to charge you $60 for each game on the Switch and call it a quote-unquote remaster. This makes me so fucking mad because even on the Wii, they gave you Metroid Primes 1, 2, and 3 bundled together. But I guarantee you, and I'm going to say it right in here on episode 50 so it's easy to remember and people can fact-check me later down the line, they are going to charge you $60 per game. Watch and wait. Yeah, I, I agree. They're probably going to charge that much. And just to give everybody a little bit more information here, this all came from Jeff Grubb's Twitter. If you don't know who Jeff Grubb is, you know, he, he's in the industry and he has a lot of sources. He's he's like, you know, Jason Schreier or Colin Moriarty. When they say something, they know yeah. something. And he said that there is a remaster plan for this holiday and they have two and three ready, but they're not going to release them yet. So it certainly sounds like they're going to charge 60 per game. And if they expect me to spend 60 on a remaster, it better be a remaster. I don't want a GameCube version with like slightly up res graphics. Like you were saying, I don't want that No, because fans, the community have made incredible enhancements to the GameCube version via via ROM emulators and all that stuff. You can play the GameCube uh, versions 60 frames per second. It has all these extra bells and whistles on it. So if yep. I see anything, anything less than that from Nintendo, they're not getting my money. I'm just saying no. that right now. They're not getting it. And I mean... They've already proven that they're going to half-ass every chance that they get. I mean, hell, they had to release an update for a port for a game that came out in 1998. Like, you released the worst possible emulator for Ocarina of Time I've ever seen. I've had a Google Nexus back in 2012, and that game overclocked and ran amazingly on it. And then you release it on the Switch, and it's the shittiest version I've ever seen. That says a lot. 
I, I don't know where their heads are at. I, I just, I don't get it. It's like they always got to do the bare minimum. They never want to go the extra mile with so many different things. Like, they still don't have an achievement system. I'm <laughs> still going to harp on that because everybody has it now. Google has it. Yeah. Uh, the, the iOS store, I think they have something. Epic Game Store has it. Steam has one. I believe Stadia has an achievement list. And then you have Xbox and PlayStation and all the rest. But Nintendo's like, nah, we don't need it. Speaking of bad ports... <laughs> Um, Knights of the Old Republic 2 is out on Switch now, and apparently there's a bug that where you're on the Leviathan, you can't finish the game. If certain things play out a certain way, the game will just stop and freeze and crash every single time. So they're having to patch that now. To be fair, though, KOTOR 2 is a very glitchy game, but... It is. But there has been a lot of patches since its release. Some from the fans, some even from Obsidian themselves. They went back years later and patched some things, and it's very stable now, at least, well, stable enough. And this is kind of what I'm getting at. I mean, it's been modded, it's been... There's so many things that have been done to that game since it came out on Steam alone by fans, and yet Nintendo's releasing an official release of the game, or re-release, rather, with supposedly updated missions and replaced content and they still fuck it up so nintendo has just proven that ports or remasters are just not their thing lately so to hear that metroid prime is ready and the other two are ready there's only one scenario that i'll accept that they release these not as a bundle, and that's if it comes with me paying that 60 bucks a year for this Nintendo Online thing that I'm paying for. Like, if it comes included in that, I'll stop bitching. But there's no way they're going to do that. There's too many fans that have been asking for Metroid Prime to be released on the Switch, and after the success of Metroid Dread, you're going to have new Metroid fans that are like, hey, let me go try out those games. They are going to see a money opportunity, and there's no way they're not going to cash in on it. And then on the other hand, there's been things that fans have been asking for for the past like 15 years. Like, where's the Super Mario 64 remake? Remaster yeah. something. And they're just like, nah. Instead, you get Mario. What was it? It was like Mario All-Stars and it had a limited release because Mario's anniversary. Like, who does that? The only reason why I bought that is because I never played Galaxy. So to me, it was like I was buying just Galaxy. Yeah, and you had a great time with Galaxy. Yeah, it runs great on the Switch. I I, I gotta say, it, it, it migrates over nicely. They just tweaked it a little bit because there was motion controls in that with the, with the Wii remote and all that shit. Yeah. So they had to make sure you can play the damn thing in handheld mode without the Joy-Cons being in your hands and one in each hand separated. So uh, it ran perfectly fine on the Switch Lite. But that's not always the case. Most of their ports suck. Yeah. That's just how it is. And, you know, <laughs> just talking about what it's like being a Nintendo fan, like, they always... I, like I, I'm trying to think of a good metaphor. Think of it like this. Being a Nintendo fan is like having a grandmother who like always wants to give you gifts and wants to give you what you want, but always misses the mark. So for example, 
fans have been wanting a Zelda Majora's Mask remake or Twilight Princess on the Switch for years now. And then what do they do for Zelda's 25th anniversary? They give you Skyward Sword, the most divisive fucking Zelda game in recent memory. You either love it or you hate it. Even in my own household, I despise Skyward Sword as a Zelda game, and my wife loves it. So it came like to me as a slap in the face when they did all this stuff for Mario. They released Mario 99, you got Mario All-Stars, and then for Zelda, they're like, oh yeah, here's Skyward Sword. Like, what the fuck? Like, you couldn't give me (laughs) Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask on the Switch? And this is before they did what they did with the ports and just released shitty versions of those games. And Majora's Mask didn't even come day one with that new subscription service. I hate that. Like, I I really went into this trying to keep myself on a leash because there is a lot of rage that I know we, like on the Boundless Gamer team, we all have a lot of rage towards Nintendo. Maybe not Ash so much because she doesn't care. But between me and Mike, and then, well, Jacques doesn't even have a Switch, but he also doesn't really like the business uh, decisions that Nintendo makes and how they go about doing things. Like, they extort their fans so regularly, and we continue to pay for it. Literally. I've always said that Nintendo is the Disney of the video game industry, and what I mean by that is, if anybody's ever had to deal with any kind of copyright claim from anything from Disney, it takes no fucking time for them to flag something, take it down, and then, like, take it to the extreme. Nintendo is the exact same way. Like, if you do anything with any of their products, it doesn't matter if they if you're making money on it. If you do anything with their properties, they are immediately, like, take it down. Don't do this. Yeah. There have been fan-made projects that, I'm getting off on a small tangent here, but whenever a fan remakes a game... And then it starts to pick up traction. And then if that fan manages to make a better version of the product that Nintendo put out, that's immediately when Nintendo's like, take that down because you're making us look bad. Most people or most companies, the whole reason they do a copyright is because they don't want you to do anything with their license that puts them in a negative light. Um, that can mean political views or like they don't want to be associated with whatever it is that you're doing with their properties. But fans will straight up make Nintendo look like an indie company with some of the stuff they'll do with their properties. And it's just basic stuff that if Nintendo would have gone the extra mile or invested a little bit more in better hardware, they could be top. Like, their properties... Like, nothing sells like a Mario game. Nobody raves more than, like, when a Zelda trailer comes out. Like, whenever Nintendo releases a trailer for Zelda, Mario, Metroid... Anything like that, the internet goes fucking crazy. They do. But you don't see that kind of reaction for, like, let's say, Halo or Gears or Forza or Uncharted. Yeah, it gets some raving, like, for a day or two, but it fades off. Nintendo Direct, if they do a killer Direct, you hear about it for the rest of the fucking week. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. You just made me think of the fan... Uh, remaster of Super Mario 64. Well, he did like the opening section of the game. Yeah. It looked amazing. And Nintendo's like, no, you take that down now, or we're going to take everything you own and then some. Yeah, because there was a fan that did that for Ocarina of Time. He pretty much remade the entire game, and Nintendo made him, they, they sent him a cease and desist. 
What they should do is when they see somebody doing something like that, you should hire them. Take a page from Disney. Like when they got the deepfakes guy who did the Luke face during the Mandalorian uh, episode where they show Luke's face. It looked horrible on the show. And then the deepfakes YouTuber did his version and it blew Disney's out of the water and they hired him right on the spot. Or hell, even Bethesda, who keeps regularly sending job offers to the people that are working on Fallout London. Like, Fallout London is not an official Bethesda-licensed game. It is a mod for Fallout 4 that they are just taking all the assets of 4 and then going and making their own game. And Bethesda's like, you guys want to come work for us? Because this looks amazing. It literally looks like a brand new Fallout game. I'm definitely playing that when I get the Steam Deck. That's one of the things I'm going to download on there. I'm like, yes, new Fallout experience. Okay, it's not Bethesda, but hey, it's being made by people who know what they're doing, and you're fooling me. It looks like it's from yeah. them directly. So that's the whole reason that I went ahead and bought Fallout Four on my um, on Steam. Like I've bought it on Xbox, I bought it on PlayStation. I've actually paid for the game twice. Now I've paid for it three times, so that way when the mod comes out, I can just install it on my computer and go. <sighs> You know, I'll say one really good thing about Nintendo's online. I know we were bashing that earlier. There's one thing that nobody ever mentions. I mean, well, people mention it, but it never gets talked about enough. And that's the ability to play Super Nintendo and 64. Well, not so much on 64, but Super Nintendo and NES games online with a friend. Over the internet. Okay, I will give you that. That is amazing. I've tested it out. It actually runs great. It runs pretty damn good. I remember me and Jason, we played uh, the Kirby game that's on Super Nintendo. I think it's called Superstars. Yeah, it's Superstars. We play that co-op online, ran perfectly fine, and it brought back all of those memories I had playing it locally with my sister or friend or but it just blew my mind that I could play this online. Yeah. And nobody gives Nintendo credit for that. It's like it's just rushed to the side and everybody talks about everything else. And I'm like, this is actually a really cool feature. And it might be the only cool feature that they offer. On and one the of these nights, we're actually, we planned on uh, streaming Diddy Kong's Quest. Yes. Uh, you and me. I'm down for that. Whenever you want to play it, just let me know. I'll get the switch i'll actually have to get a membership again because i let it lapse because <laughs> i never used it but uh well, well i used it but i just played all the super nintendo games i wanted to play and then i was like oh, i'm kind of done with this i don't right. play online so what am i using this for <laughs> right well i mean we have a um new twitch payout coming out this month and that could pay for that i kind of want to talk about the switch itself right now because i'm holding it again in my hands I'm not a big fan of the triggers on here, if you want to even call them that. They're more like bumpers. And when you try to play a shooter on this thing, don't feel good. No, my um, my left arm usually goes numb after I've been playing Fortnite on my Switch for a while. Do you have a grip on your Switch? To give it a little no. bit more meat? Oh, you gotta get one. Because I, I got just a very basic one for the Switch Lite, and it makes the world a difference. Really? Because Yeah, because these these things are so flat, your hands cramp up so easily. It's like it's like trying to hold a tablet with, with, with like controls on it. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. So you need a little bit more meat on the back. And that's another thing with, uh, with the Steam Deck. Next time 
one of you guys are you know, online, look it up, look at the pictures. It has massive grips on the back. This thing is like bulky and heavy. It has a traditional controller feel. Nintendo Switch does not have that. You're going to have to pick up some sort of a third-party um, thing, whether yeah. it's side attachments or a case that has more of a grip on the back of it, which that's what I have for my Switch Lite. That's perfect. It that is something that Nintendo has never gotten right, is making a comfortable handheld, because the Wii U had the same problem. The Wii U was much fatter. It just, my hands cramped up when I would play that. And then, I mean, thinking back to, you know, Game Boy... Advance SP, the Game Boy Color, the Pocket, they've never made a comfortable handheld. No. Game Boy Color, the original Game Boy... Actually, no, the original Game Boy wasn't that bad because it was really thick. It was bulky and heavy. That's true. So that had more of a grip on it. But once you start gravitating towards the Game Boy Color and then the SP, uh, the Advance... Uh, yeah, that, that wasn't too bad, the Advance. But yeah, definitely the SP. That thing was like a I don't know. I I couldn't get a good grip on it at all. Yeah. Great system, but it's yeah, that, yeah, that has always been an issue with Nintendo. I don't know if they'll ever address that. Maybe they're just focusing mostly on kids and with kids holding these things, their hands fit on it perfectly, but a grown ass adult, I just, I can't. Yeah. I need support of some sort. I, I just, I can't do it. So I have a question for you. Which property are you really wanting a sequel for? And what would that sequel be? Because Nintendo also recently released a statement saying that it's getting very difficult to make all of the sequels that their fans want. Hmm. I mean, should I go with the safe answer? Or should I go with something crazy? No, like... Just whatever, like, if if Nintendo were to say, hey, we're going to launch a Direct tomorrow, what is the game that you're hoping to see? What I really want them to do is what Sega did with Sonic. An Origins collection? No, 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 please don't, don't. <laughs> and then take all of the other versions of that game off the shelves? Don't get me started with that. You're going to get me uh, <laughs> pissed off and my blood pressure is going to rise up. Actually, that'd be a good thing because my blood pressure is low, but no, not that. Sonic Mania. Small team. It was just a couple people who made it. They made a sequel to a Genesis game, and it looks like a Genesis game. It runs like a Genesis game. It feels like a Genesis game. It was a sequel to CD, wasn't it? Uh, Yeah, one of those. Either CD or maybe even... uh. Sonic the Hedgehog 3, uh, I don't remember. Yeah, I think it was CD, because CD came out after 3. Like, CD was the last traditional um, 2D Sonic game before they went to, like, 3D Blast, or whatever it was called. So, what I want to see Nintendo do is come out, and they would be like, you know what? Donkey Kong Country 4, it's just like the Super Nintendo game, here you go. Oh, that would be awesome. That's what I want. I want that more than anything. Sure, I like the new Donkey Kong Country games. I, I really like Tropical Freeze. And I know they're working on a new one from that series. Mm -hmm. But let's get back to the old stuff. You know what, though? I think there's a there's something to be said about that. Like, you can take Metroid in its classic 2D side-scrolling style. And that's a game that will age well in a 3D or in a 2D 3D environment. Like it looks great, it feels great. 
Donkey Kong Country, part of that game's charm was how it looked. Taking that and then putting 3D models in, it almost kind of, it. well, there's no kind of about it. It does take away that charm. Now you just have another 3D, 2D side-scroller. But if you were to release a new Donkey Kong Country with the old graphics, I think that would drive everybody crazy. I would love to see that. Charge whatever you want for it. I'm getting it. I want to charge <laughs> see, $50 for Super Nintendo game. That is exactly what we've been talking about. Like, this is what I mean by Nintendo fans. Like, if you give them the product they want, it does not matter what Nintendo is going to charge for it. Nintendo fans will pay for it. No. Case in point. As soon as they said they were putting N64 games on the Switch, even though it was 50 bucks for the year and then the, the, the internet was having a fucking fit, I even had a fit on our podcast when it came out. In the back of my mind, I was like, I'm still fucking buying it because <laughs> I'm going to get the N64 games that I want on my Switch. It's hard to say no. I mean, sometimes you got to put your foot down and just not cross that line but it's very hard with nintendo because their ips are really really good they got a very good library i know jacques might not agree with this but i do think nintendo has the best exclusive lineup oh a hundred percent i mean I, all the stuff that they currently make and the stuff they have dormant they haven't used in many many years it just caters to everybody sure they're more on the kitty side these games but it, us adults, we still like playing them. I, I, yeah, so give I mean, me a Mario like, game any day. I don't give a shit. An, an example of that, I mean, like, I mean, it's it's hard to say Disney because they own so many fucking licenses at this point. But it used to be, you know, Fox had like the Aliens license, and Warner Brothers had like DC. Marvel was its own thing wherever it went. But Disney had Pixar and all these other things. And even as a grown adult. You'll go see Toy Story, and you still enjoy Toy Story. Nintendo's yes. the same way. You can go play Call of Duty and have a serious playthrough, or Ghost Recon have a serious playthrough, but still go have a great time with Mario. I can't watch my niece and then say, hey, here's this controller. We're going to play Ghost Recon Breakpoint. I need We need to do a sync shot on these four guys. I need you to take them out. No, I'm not going to do that with my fucking niece. I'm going to hate it, and I'm probably going to traumatize her. But... <laughs> I can hand her a Switch Joy-Con and be like, hey, do you want to play Tiny Zelda? Which, I mean, for us, Tiny Zelda is A Link to the Past. Mm -hmm. And we'll have a blast. Or we'll play Donkey Kong Country, like you were saying. And I'll have just as much fun playing with my four-year-old niece playing these classic games as I would any other night playing with you guys on Halo or whatever it is that we're playing. What would you say to Jacques right now? Because he hasn't had a Nintendo console since the N64. So what should you say to him that might convince him to pick up a new Nintendo console? I don't know. Because, I mean, Jacques also, he likes what he likes. And you can't really push him to buy anything. But, I mean... For every Nintendo fan, it's almost kind of like being a Star Wars fan. You watch it, you play it, you absorb all of the media from it because you have that nostalgia for it. And if that nostalgia isn't there or that childhood love isn't there for those titles, trying to sell somebody on it doesn't really hold water. I don't know if I can take somebody who... And I'm not talking about Jacques here, I'm just kind of talking in general... 
somebody who's like mainly played Madden or Call of Duty or Uncharted or Last of Us and say, hey, you should go try out Mario. You have no idea if they're going to like it or not. That's true. Um, If I were to try and sell Jacques on it, though, I mean, I would more so cater towards the these are not stressful experiences. These are very much so games that you can just kind of play and chill out and zen out on. They're very relaxing games, and here's the thing, Jacques. If you played a Mario game, and and I'm not watching it, watching it is a totally different thing, but if you started playing a Mario game again, all of those feelings are going to come back. It's like you just jumped into a time machine, because Mario just never ages. It never ages. And I know you like very simplistic games, like you love indie games and stuff like that. And I always say that some of the Nintendo games are like the best indie games. I know they're not indie games, but they have that feel to them because they're not yes. big budget, uncharted, you know, Last of Us kind of games. They're not that kind of stuff, but it just hits that spot for me. And it, I love how simple they are. And sure, they're kitty, some of them, but you just can't beat a Mario. I'm sorry. You just can't beat a Mario game. No. I will always go back to Mario, and I'll never be disappointed. I've never was disappointed once with a Mario game, at least for the mainline ones, like the, the main 3D ones and the main 2D ones. I'm not including Mario Tennis and all this other stuff, just the main Mario games. I've never played one, and I was like, yeah, yeah, that was okay. <laughs> so- well, I think I even said that about Metroid Dread last year. I think I described it as the best AAA indie game that I had ever played. And Jacques loves those kind of games. He likes Metroidvanias. It, it played just like an indie game. Um, or rather, it felt like an indie game, but because it was Metroid and it was Samus, I knew it was Nintendo, but it, I I loved it. It was the first um, Metroidvania game that I had beaten probably, I mean, honestly, since the Game Boy Advance when I beat Metroid Fusion. So... I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that they make the best indie games out there. And I mean, and I guess you could almost say Nintendo is an indie developer. I mean, they don't do a whole lot with third parties just because they they make their own consoles. Yes, but nobody buys a switch to go play, you know, Modern Warfare 2 on it. They go and go get it to play those like that niche that they're Mario games, the Luigi's Mansion, Mario Kart, Mario Party. It's, I mean, can we also just talk about for a minute that how many fucking different types of Mario games exist? Oh, Jesus. Like, you have Mario Sorry. Odyssey, <laughs> 3D platformer. You have Super Mario World and Mario, or Super Mario 3D World. What was it? I don't remember what it was. It was New Bar- Mario Brothers Wii U. I don't know, they also keep expanding things. But there's so many mainline Mario games that shake up if it's a 2D side-scroller, if it's a 3D platformer, and then you have Kart, you have Party. It just, it's insane. You have Strikers, Tennis, Golf. Mario is so many different fucking types of games. It's insane. So many genres. Well, it's still the same kind of game, but it, it, it has like a different spin to it each time. And the one game I recommend Jacques, if he does decide to pick up a Switch at some point. Super Mario Maker. Just because I know he loves the old classic Mario games. Super Mario Brothers 3, Super Mario World. 
there's a community there that makes brand new levels and you'll and you'll never run out of levels to play like, yeah. i'm still playing new levels to this day it's like i got sequels to super mario world and they even added uh in one of the last updates like a world map so people make their own world maps and stuff so it's like a brand new mario game all the time on there and a lot of times they're decent i mean yeah you find some shitty levels but you also see some levels that are just charming like it's just fun to watch um even when i did stream mario maker um on our twitch channel we found a couple of them that were just kind of like fun experiences like there's um don't move um levels where they just shoot mario through a whole level and it looks like he should die but he doesn't <laughs> yeah um people have recreated mar or um music tracks using mario maker it's just very cool to see what the community does with I guess essentially it's an engine. Honestly, it's it's just here's all the assets for Mario. Go do whatever you want with it. Could you imagine if they had something similar in Halo, where people could literally make a campaign out of the assets that they have available? No, I that <laughs> I'm gonna get very somber. I can't imagine that. You want me to tell you why, Mike? Because we still don't have fucking Forge. That's why. Yeah. They'll probably say, hey, guess what? Here's a campaign maker tool. Have fun. Um, guess what? It's been delayed for five years. You may or may not get it at all. We'll see you in the next Halo. <laughs> co-op beta's happening. The beta for co-op uh... campaign. Because you know that's going to run great. Oh, you're making me want to go scream into a pillow. It's either that or the Halo show. Okay, we're getting off topic, but... <sighs> <laughs> I still gotta watch two episodes of that. I'm not forgetting. Um, I'll tell you what. Now that we've switched over to the Let's Talk formula, when I finish the Halo show, because it will happen eventually, we just need to do Let's Talk Halo. Shit, that may even be a, a live one on Twitch, because <laughs> then you can just go nuts. Unchained. I like that idea. I'll go watch the season finale like an hour before we're supposed to go live so it's all fresh you know what back to the switch console again yes let's go back to nintendo i found another thing i don't like the sticks they don't feel good no and the drift itch eh, drift issue which is so bad that nintendo has to repair them for free that hasn't happened on my uh switch Lite, but yeah, there's cases of it. It mostly happens with the uh, removable Joy-Cons. That's where most of the cases are. And I know mm -hmm. we're doing a real good job selling this to Jacques. Be like, yeah, the sticks drift. They're not good. <laughs> the triggers aren't great on this. <laughs> when, okay, so when you're comparing... When you're selling somebody on Nintendo, it's always a quantity versus quality thing. And what I mean by that is the quantity that you're going to find is a plethora of issues and things to hate. Mm -hmm. But when you're looking at the quality, the good things, when they hit, they fucking hit. Like, mm -hmm. nobody else comes close. Super Mario Odyssey is my favorite 3D Mario game, and it's on the Switch. I You know what's funny? Love it. You don't like it? No, no, no. I actually, I do like it. But here's the funny thing about Odyssey, is that Ash had never played a 3D Mario game before Odyssey. Hmm. 
Um, and she jumped into Odyssey shortly after going back through uh, the Spyro Reignited trilogy because she wanted something chill just to kind of play and go through. She told me on numerous occasions that she hated that she was having so much fun with Mario Odyssey. Like, she loved that game so much. As a matter of fact, let me see if I can go get her to come in here and say a few words about it, just so she can kind of get her input. All right, cool. Uh, I'll just fill the air in the meantime. Uh, Yeah, Super Mario Odyssey. That is the only Switch game, at least for me, where, you know, when I was done playing it, I wanted to go back and play it immediately again. Even though the battery was completely depleted, I, I just plugged that thing in. And I continue to play it. And I haven't had another Switch game uh, hook me in like that. I'm not saying there isn't another Switch game like that for people, but this was the only one for me. So this is another must-buy if you buy a Switch, uh, Jacques. Super Mario Odyssey, Super Mario Maker, and let's see, I want to throw one more in there. Ah, Metroid Dread, because I know you're really into the uh, Metroidvanias and... You love that genre. Um, I know I haven't played it yet personally, but I've seen some gameplay of it, and it has you written all over it. Uh, I think Say I hear hello. somebody at the mic. Oh, there's Ash. How's it going, Ash? Hi. Hello. Doing good. I just finished uh, an art fight piece. Oh, nice. Yeah, sorry. Indy uh, grabbed you. It was his idea. I told him not to. I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. What's... <laughs> There's no record of that. Oh, well, he can hear you. Uh, but yeah, he yeah, just wants to hear your... I have a second th- headset hooked up to the mic, so I can oh. hear the conversation. Oh, there we, oh we, got, we got three people now. Here we go. Uh, but yeah, he just wants to hear your thoughts about uh, Super Mario Odyssey, because uh, we just started talking about that, and I was just saying it's my favorite 3D Mario game. Like, And, I, and he just told me it was the first one you've ever played uh, I mean, of the 3Ds ones. Yes, it was the first one. I started out um, originally with is it the Nintendo, the original. You would start out with the original NES. Yeah, the NESs. So I was never really a big Mario fan. I'm sorry if you can hear my dogs tip tapping. Oh, that's fine. We have fireworks clearly. firing in the background. That that that's nothing compared to that. That's been happening all <laughs> night. I'm like stressed the fuck out because of fireworks. Um. So I started out on the NES, right, Andy? Um, I guess they were called like Super Mario World. It was just Mario Brothers. Mario Brothers back in the day. So, um, obviously pixelated side scrollers. And if you know anything about me, I actually do not like side scrollers, and I'm not a big eight bit fan. Um, but Due to the time when I was a kid, that's what we had. Um, so I was never really a big fan of Mario. I, I liked that game as a kid, but then, like, I never had an Nintendo 64. My neighbors did, um, but we really got to play it. So I mainly grew up as a PlayStation kid. So when Indy, I guess when I met Indy, um, I knew he was a big. Zelda fan and definitely a Mario fan. Like, um, he used to play Smash, um, pretty hot and heavy when we first started dating. And one of his mains was Mario. So, 
And I really understood, like, what was the big thing with Mario and everything. And then finally, um, I don't know if I was just bored one day and Indy pulled up Odyssey and showed me there was a fucking T-Rex in it. Uh, <laughs> so the T-Rex is what got my attention. And it's actually really pretty. So, and I think, like, I was also, this is before I quit my job. So I was in not a really good headspace at the time, really, really stressed out and trying to find a game that would like live my spirit, stuff like that. So I'd recommend this game for pretty much anybody. Um, it is fluid. Uh, the 3D is damn near immaculate. Um, beautiful art sure style in the game. Very beautiful. It is. It's very nice. And like I said, I'm coming from a person who, like, I am not a big Nintendo person. Um, I like, uh, Rabbids? Yeah, oh, yeah, I know what that is. Those crazy little bunny-looking things, yep. Yeah, the retarded rabbits that pretty much just want to kill each other. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, that, I love that game. Um, and Bowser. Uh, that's the, about the equivalent. And then, uh, Pokemon. That's about it when it comes to Nintendo. So, yeah. Still never really played a Kirby game. He's cute. I want to try the new one. Uh, where he's, like, in an apocalyptic world because that's all you can, like, swallow a car and he turns into a Kirby car. And that cracks me up. They do have a demo for it. Uh, I think you can play three levels of it. So, if you want to check it out, I recommend doing that. So, since you've played and uh did you beat uh odyssey or did you just play oh it? yeah i uh i beat the shit out of it i could not put it down so after beating that do you have a taste now for mario like do you want to try a different mario game or are you good for now if it catches my attention um like if anybody's down to play mario party with me i love that game those were like my two Mario's. So Mario Party, um, it depends because I also like tried to play Luigi's Mansion and I cannot get into it, which is crazy because I'm a goth and I love ghosts and I just I cannot get into it. And everybody's like, "Oh my god, you'll love it!" And like, I need to give it another try, I guess. It's okay. Like it's a good game, but it just didn't hook me in. Like, all the way. Like, I'd play it for an hour, and then I'd be like, yeah, I'm good for the week. I'll come back next week <laughs> and play mm. some more. It took me forever to beat that game. Um, but since you love Odyssey so much, I think you should play Super Mario Galaxy. I had a feeling you were going to say that one. I yeah, think we... that's another one that has gotten my, uh, excuse me, my attention. I think that game has Ash written on it. Um, the only way... <laughs> You can play it right now is uh, if you get that collection that Indy was just bashing, uh, at least on the oh. Switch. You either That's the only way you can play it on the Switch. It, it is a very good port. It plays very good. It was a Wii game back in 2008, I think. Okay. They made two of them, but they haven't released the second one yet. I have a feeling they'll release that soon. Uh, but yeah, it, it doesn't feel like a Wii game. It actually feels like a Switch game, and it looks like a Switch game. Oh, that's cool. I was going to say, yeah, if they do a remaster and, like, beef up the graphics. But again, I'm just speaking on my ass. I don't know what it looks like right now. 
So I'll definitely give that a look at. Because I would love another Odyssey like game. Like that was, I felt like I felt like a big kid playing that game, and it was challenging too. Yeah, yeah. There was a few parts in there where I actually had to stand back and evaluate the situation I was in. I was like, huh. Yeah, big brain time. One of my favorite parts of that game is when you hear that uh, song. Um, it's when you're in the city. The city? I had a feeling you are going to say the city one. And it's a song song. Like There's a person singing, and mm-hmm. uh, it's just a great tune. And the the beats of the song is so well implemented into the level what you're doing. You, you're just in. You're just in the moment. Mm-hmm. And it just sucks you in. And that one section of the game sold me on it being my favorite 3D Mario game. There's just something about Odyssey that's just very special. And it's definitely one of the games I recommend picking up if you're planning on picking up a Switch. I think that's one of the Mm -hmm. first games you should buy. It flows really well. Like, there's not any time where the game literally feels like it's stalling or uh, just, like, filler. Like, you are constantly in the moment playing that game i like never got bored of it like if i came home from work or whatever my ass was right back on the game like i did not stop playing it and there's still so much more to do in the game because there's hidden worlds there's hidden levels Mm -hmm. there's extra uh stages after the game like there's an epilogue i'm not going to spoil it but you have to go do something and you have to once you get there, there's more levels and stuff. So it's like there's still so much more in that game. I can go back to it right now and still experience new levels, but I'm saving it for um, a time where I, you know, I want to play more Mario, but I've burned through everything. But but I still have this and there's still levels there. So, yeah, it, mm. it just keeps giving that game. There's so much content in it. I was going to say you brought up um, how the music and you moving kind of matched each other. It's not a Nintendo game, but there is a game that immediately came to mind that I would probably still play today. Rayman. Rayman Le- Legends. Mm-hmm. I know which stage you're talking about. Oh my <laughs> god. I don't I don't know because it's is done in Day of the Dead style. Um and you're running through the desert. I played that relentlessly because every jump Every hit hit the beat on point, so it felt like you were playing uh, Guitar Hero, but being Rayman Legends. So if you're any of those, if you're into any of those like rhythm mashing the music thing, that's all f- another really full experience. And even kids would love that game because it's really fun. So I, w- I would kind of like compare the two a little bit. And that's a lot coming from you because I think you've mentioned before that you don't like side scrollers. No. And that's all side-scrolling, that game. The art is stunning on that one, because the whole background for that one is all 2D sprites and everything. And you don't get that in a lot of games nowadays. And no. I, I'm i more of a 2D artist now uh, than before. I was, I was split down the middle between 3D and 2D. Um, 2D is just like traditional, just drawing and everything. It could be digital, painting, whatever. Um... But you don't see games nowadays. Usually everything's all 3D. There's never any like full 
painterly backgrounds like the Rayman Legends ones. Right. And that was a mixture of 3D in the front and then fully painted backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but anyways, like I said, I know this is a Nintendo uh, conversation. Well, but no, you can play it on Nintendo. It's on the Switch, both of those Rayman games. Oh, I mean, well, yeah. I didn't know that. Both of those. I would try both of those. Um, and I don't know if it was mentioned before, but Odyssey is not a side scroller. It's like no, it's full 3D. Uh, yeah, big world, full 3D, uh, multiple mm-hmm. levels, and different environments. Yeah, I think you go on that little thing he rides around. Was it a blimp or a what the hell was it? I don't remember. He, Something yeah, he flies around. Like some kind of Zeppelin airship. Thing. Oh, hot airship. No, that's what it was. You're, yeah, you're right. yeah. I don't know. What the and what's cute of. about that? It was really cute about that because I am also a collector in video games. Is you can decorate the inside of it with your little collections yes. after you beat each level, and it's super cute. <laughs> so I love it. I love it. I get really excited for going like to Target and stuff because Target still has um, occasional Mario stuff, and I'll still see little figures from Odyssey, like the little fucking hat. Is it Cappy? I think his Cappy. name is Cappy. Yep. Yeah. I'll still fucking see him floating around. I'm like, oh my god, that was such a good experience. <laughs> Eventually, like I said, I don't want to do Kirby. Because I've never played a Kirby, and that one's really cute. The I just can't remember the name of it. The Apocalyptic Kirby. You should play the uh, old Super Nintendo game uh, with Indy, because it's a great local co-op game. Is it Kirby. Yeah, it's Kirby. It's Kirby Superstars. It was on Super Nintendo. It's on Nintendo Switch Online's membership, so you guys can play that at any time. Check it out. All right. Well, that was me. I'm Ashley. Goodbye. Uh, I'm going to hand it back over to the husband. Now I feel better. Ash got to be all of the positivity that I wanted to be. <laughs> it's good that she you know, pops in every once in a while, because I know sometimes she's too busy to do a full episode. Uh, I know maybe some of you listeners might uh, miss Ash from time to time, so you know, maybe we'll we'll drag her into one of our episodes from here and there. There we go. If there's a question or something we want to ask her, we'll just drag her into the room. Just have, like, Ashley's Corner? Yeah, there you go. Ashley's Corner. <laughs> if you guys couldn't tell, we are Mario fans in this group. Oh, um, yeah. With the exception of Jacques. <laughs> no, he likes Mario. He, he does like Mario. Okay. He just hasn't played a Mario game in God knows how long. That's the problem. Okay. He skipped the GameCube. He skipped the Wii, which that's understandable. That's I wasn't crazy about the Wii. There were some good games on there, but I wasn't crazy about it. And of course, he got the Wii U and then now the Switch. Let's see. So that means he missed out on so many Sunshine. He missed out on Galaxy. Um, new Mario Brothers. Yeah, there's a plethora of Mario titles he's missed out on that he honestly would probably enjoy. I know Jacques's always looking for relaxing games, and you can't get any more relaxed than than playing a Nintendo game. Like that is going to put you in a good mood. Like it is going to put yeah. you in a good mood every time. I'm in a sour mood, or I'm not feeling well, or whatever's going on. If I pick up and play a Mario game. All of that kind of just vanishes temporarily. And I can't pick up The Last of Us or something and feel better. That's a depressing no. game. <laughs> That'll make you feel worse. That's, that is not a game you want to play. While as much as I love it, it's not a game you want to play when you're like that. Nintendo has some of the best 
unwinding games where I, I just want to relax. I just want to calm down. I don't I don't even want a story. Like I just want to play yeah. something. I just want to get into the mechanics of a game. And Nintendo does that well. Well, more than yeah. well. Incredibly well. It, it's just you can't go wrong with them. So all of the things we say about Nintendo that we don't like, there's still a handful or not even a handful, a plethora of things that we do love about Nintendo. The thing that just sucks is that Nintendo is just so far behind on a lot of things and they just refuse to adapt and evolve into these new things where the rest of the gaming industry is like, could you imagine having a Nintendo console that's on par with the PlayStation? And I'm not just talking about the power, but just all of the features that it comes with. I would say just some of the even like the basic features, like being able to get my friends in a chat. We didn't even go into that. Yeah, that's the whole uh, you got to get your phone, download the Nintendo app and then send your friend a request and then you can chat through there. You can't chat on the actual switch itself unless it's a third party game that allows it. And there's very few of them on there where you can do that. I think Fortnite is one of them. But uh, yeah, you can't even have a party chat on the thing. And to make things even worse, simple things like sending someone a friend request is annoying because you have to type out this ridiculously long friend code and then they have to, you know, input it and then they can find you. Now, there is a fast way to do it if you um link your Facebook page, but maybe there's some people I don't have on F Facebook that I want to send invites to. So that option can be completely worthless to me. So the only option I have is to write out a long-ass code. <laughs> Why can't I just write the person's screen name or some sort of an ID name of some sort, anything? Like, just make it simple. But Nintendo always seems to just make things more complicated when they shouldn't be complicated. That's what I hate about Nintendo. A lot of times it seems like Nintendo's thing is just make it work. And then once it's working, release it. Doesn't matter if it's a bare bones version of whatever it is you're trying to do. If it's working, you're gonna get it. Um, it's even like to the point to where there was a time where we were having game night with a few buddies. We usually play on Tuesdays, and we decided to play Mario Kart. Instead of going through that god awful app and doing all that, we turned on our Xboxes. We changed the inputs on our TVs over to our Switch after we got into an Xbox party and then just played the Switch on the TV. So it's like, whatever you gotta do to make it work, whether it's Discord, call on the phone, Skype, whatever, just... Kylo, are you okay? Oh, what's going on? What's happening? I don't know, he just he spooked at something in his crate. Maybe he thought he heard a firework. Are you still? Are they still blasting off over there? Yeah, intermittently. Okay, well, I haven't heard any in like twenty minutes, so I, I guess they finally realized they should save some of it and not burn through all their money so quickly. I hope that's the case, because some people spend, like, just just you know, your average Joe, your regular per, uh, person at his house shooting fireworks up, they'll spend like eight, nine thousand dollars. I've I've yeah. heard of people spending that much just just to have a hour and a half two hour light show. I'm just like, 
like I remember being a teenager and saving up money from like mowing grass and this, that, and the other, and then being excited because I was going to go drive over to South Carolina because at the time you couldn't buy decent fireworks in Georgia. So I was going to take this 45 minute drive over state lines to go spend a hundred dollars worth of fireworks. And even then you couldn't get much. So knowing these guys that like buy thousands of dollars worth of fireworks as an adult with two dogs. Now I'm like, fuck you. Why? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. My whole, me and Ash were talking about this today that our whole mentality towards shooting off fireworks in neighborhoods is just completely different from what it used to be. Just spend whatever it is to go to one of those events. It was like 80 bucks, 60, whatever they're charging. It'll save you a hell of a lot more green if you do that. Just go there and watch the show. And it's controlled and it's it's done in a more professional way. So it's going to look better. It's going to be more fancy. And it's going to be safer. Safer being the big thing, yeah. And once again, you're going to save a lot of money. So I just, I don't understand in the neighborhood, on the street. And another thing that annoys me is, you know, there's some veterans where when they hear fireworks, especially if they're in situations in combat where there was a lot of explosions and shit blowing up all over the place. When they hear a firework go off, it triggers them. Yep. And I don't think a lot of people respect that or understand that that people go through that and everybody just kind of like oh i don't care i want to shoot them up because i want to see pretty lights yeah i i have those feelings every single memorial day when i when they start shooting them off in my neighborhood like yeah let's celebrate memorial day by giving soldiers that survived even more trauma in their own home yeah and, and, and let's not forget about people with hearing aids yeah that, that drives them nuts when, when it happens I don't know. Like, I have nothing against fireworks. It's just... In in the right environment. Yes, it should be in the right environment. You want to do it on a beach, you want to do it at a stadium, you want to go to a massive field somewhere where yeah. they give you the okay to do it. Cool. I don't need it on the street where I live. No. that That's overkill. I could have to go to work tomorrow morning, and you're keeping my dogs up all night, and I'm just... I'm going to have to fucking deal with it, because... Your drunk ass is shooting off fireworks. Anyway, we were getting way <laughs> off topic here. Uh, yes, Nintendo. Yes. Yes. Which, we're coming up on our hour and a half mark. So, let's go ahead and get down to the last couple questions. Mike, you said you had had at least one question from a listener who had a question. Yeah, I don't have it on me right now, but I do remember the question, and it was from Jim. He said, who would win in a death match, Mario or Luigi? Uh, Mario. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, I was like, I was trying to think, what advantages did Luigi have? And I mean, in the past, Luigi's always jumped higher. But I mean, when you get down to the actual characters, Luigi is also just fucking terrified of everything. And Mario would just, it wouldn't be a contest. Luigi has that Ghostbusters proton pack, though. So, if I mean, if we're giving them gear, then Luigi maybe. But even then, uh, Mario's got Flood from Sunshine. I mean, that was a bad thing to throw for Luigi anyway. Because what's he going to do to Mario with the uh, proton knockoff pack? What's he going to do? Nothing. <laughs> you mean the vacuum? 
Yeah, the vacuum cleaner. I just call it the proton pack because it, it looks like the Ghostbusters one. Just oh, a vacuum it definitely cleaner. does, but that's giving it way too much credit. <laughs> if I had to come up with something they were fighting about, it'd probably be um, Luigi saying, you know, Peach is mine or something. You know, they, they'd probably fight over Peach to the death. Yeah. Luigi probably trying to stop Mario from going to go get Peach again. Well, there's that fan theory that people say every once in a while that uh, Luigi pays uh, Bowser to kidnap Peach. And then when Mario goes to free, save uh, Peach and go through all of the levels, you know, Luigi's with the uh, Peach. <laughs> yeah, it has to set up this whole crazy thing just to, to be alone with the uh, Peach. There's actually a funny a cartoon thing that somebody made of that. It's really funny. Uh, it's actually <laughs> of Luigi. Uh, like uh, he takes off uh, the Bowser outfit or something, and then like Peach says, "You know, we gotta tell Mario at some point. This isn't gonna keep working." <laughs> I think I had seen that one actually. Well, I didn't have any uh, Nintendo questions on my end. Um, is that it? Is that the end of our show? See, I'm trying to think of a question for you, but nothing's coming to my mind right now. Huh. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it is the end of the show. Sorry, this is a very anticlimactic ending for some of you guys. Um, but yeah, this has been episode fifty of the Boundless Gamers. You can find all of our socials in the comments down below. Follow us on Twitch. Uh, go follow Kipsock on um, Twitch as well. That's Jacques' private channel. He is now streaming um, on his own channel, and he usually streams late. So if you're a night owl, you'll definitely catch him on there. Send him some love. Send him some follows. Tell him to suck it if you're one of our subscribers. <laughs> and um, I think that's it. Mike, you have anything you want to plug? Yeah, I'll plug something in. If you're interested in getting a Steam Deck, I recommend just putting in your $5 reservation now because if you don't and you decide you really want one later, you're going to be waiting a long time because there's a list. I'm in, what, after Q3, but that could mean Q1, and I pre-ordered mine back in March. I, sh I should say by pre-registered. Well, not pre-registered, was it? Reserved. That's the word I should use. Yeah. I reserved it back in March, and there's a good chance I'm not going to get it until next year. Seems like it keeps getting pushed back. Well, they did say they're doubling the production now every week, and that might speed things up. But don't wait on it, guys. It's just $5. And if down the line you decide you don't want it, you can cancel your reservation and they uh, refund you by giving you Steam credit. Because if it's past 30 days, they don't give you the cash back. They just put it in your Steam wallet. Yeah, it's just like pre-ordering at GameStop back in the day. It only costs $5, and if you don't want it, then apply it to something else. That's it. Got nothing else. On that note, we're going to call it a night, guys. My name is Indy. I'm uh, Mike. And we will wish you all a good night. Stay safe.